Hello, welcome to the Feudal Gripes Podcast. Feudal Gripes on the road. Yes, we are recording in my car while driving like very safe people. This is highly recommended. So, we were just looking at Instagram before taking off to go get some delicious and much neat lunch. And uh, you came across a, uh, a fucking meme. Well, it's a, a cursed liberal meme, one might say. Yeah, it's it's a meme. Not someone didn't create it. It's a, it's a real life. It's 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 a pa- pa- it's a reality parody. Parodying itself is what it is. It's a uh, it's uh, I'll re- just read it verbatim. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos to be honored with uh, HRC National Equality Reward or Award at the 21st annual HRC National Dinner. Which those of you who don't uh, just immediately know what HRC stands for off the top of your head, it's a human right a human rights campaign. That's the organization. You know, the poster boy. You know, for uh, human rights, Jeff fucking Bezos. As we all know, the man who provides air conditioning for his uh, machines, but uh, not his workers. You know, this the human sweat, good sir. Human sweat yeah. machines don't. I'll have yeah. you know. Is and as evidenced by the many, many people who have like passed out in his factories. You know, I'm sure due to the the plentiful water supply and breaks that he allows them to have. Truly a fantastic man, a hero for our age. Yes. And truly the human rights campaign is doing the work of neoliberal God in having this event. You know, the the real, like, ironic part about, like, all of this... I, I say ironic. I think it's hilarious because, as some of you may have noticed or have seen the memes going around, a lot of people compare... Jeff Bezos to uh, Lex Luthor, obviously because you know him being bald and uh, the closest, almost the closest thing to being a supervillain that we we have. But yes. the the funny part is, any any of you fucking nerds out there that pay attention or have like you know read any of the comics or read the Wik- Wikipedia of like DC comics and Superman villains, is this sort of thing actually kind of happens to Lex Luthor in Superman. He, he, well, for one, he becomes president at one point in time, but also he's, like, <laughs> awarded with, like, human, like, human rights awards and shit, and he becomes, like, this, like, this poster boy, this picture of, Beloved like... Beloved capitalist philanthropist, so yeah, on and so this, forth. this great man, and then it just ends up being evil, like, at, 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 you know, at the end of the day, and everyone's just unknown to it, but it's just, it's hilarious. It's literally reality parodying itself. I just, yeah, I just, it's so, it it's mind-blowing. Like, it, it's almost giving me a headache just thinking about, like... Well, he, he is on a mission from Planet Bezos to foster goodwill and amazon prime membership like god damn it of fuck it this is like i i it, i hate to say a buzzword but this is like peak neolib neoliberalism right here like yes you know nothing better than woke ceos nothing better than giant corporations coming in to be like we support gay rights while we you know <laughs> uh you know <laughs> torture our workers with fucking 120 degree work environments hey, hey todd he's 
he's a slave driver, but he's an equal opportunity slave driver. Yes. <laughs> In the name of humanity. He won't cast you out to homelessness for being gay, just for being gay. He's, he's he not. will for attempting to unionize, but not for being gay. So he's really woke and progressive, and we should just all understand that and love him for it. Yep, he, uh, he, uh, he fought against raising wages to $15 an hour, but at least he employs gay people, minorities, and minorities indiscriminately to serve in his fucking workforce. You know, he's that just that alone makes him a great man. Yep, if you're a nine-year-old working in one of the sweatshops that uh, that his you know products that he sells on Amazon were made in, and, and so on and so forth, you know what? Good for you. If you're gay, you, you won't you know, get fired you know if what? you know at that age. Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, he he is he is he is neither. Uh, he he doesn't discriminate against uh, race, sexuality, and he's not ageist either. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> oh, yeah, man. check checkmate leftists. If you believe in non-discrimination, why discriminate against children for coal mining jobs? Gotcha. Yeah. Got him. Now, how is the uh, impeachment scandal shaping up for today? I haven't gotten a chance to look at the. Uh, but the mainstream schnooze is uh, projecting one side or the other. Uh, well, mostly the right wing. Yeah, I mean, there's the quid, no quid pro quo, quid pro quo line that's becoming the new build the wall and lock her up and and you know fucking witch hunt bullshit. Which this mobster shit's really starting to get to me. Like, I wonder how many of these people are, you know, how many lame-ass, old, stick-armed, pot-bellied, white Midwestern boomers in their 60s feel so bored in their lives that they need this, like, espionage drama going on and to feel like they're part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, well, it's, it's that, that QAnon type. Like this like, mobster drama. Yeah, the, the, it's the same people that are, like, lured into Alex Jones. Like, they're the only ones aware of the real conspiracy. Everyone else is just a bunch of sheeple. Like, it's also like they get off when the president talks like a mobster specifically. Like, when he says shit like, uh, eh, maybe we cut you eight. You know, yeah. he didn't even Let's... say it that directly. He, I, I will give the man credit. He's very good in a sense, and sort of dancing around topics. Very, very heavy innuendo. Yeah. room talk, as one might might say. Well, and, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the funny part, is, like, it's all that macho man-esque, like, cigar in your mouth, like, eh, fuck em type you know, thing. You know, you know, you got a nice house here. It yeah. would really be a shame if there were an electrical fire, and all of a sudden, you had no more house here. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, completely unrelated. Hope that thing you owe me comes through. Hope you uh, hope yeah. you look into it's that a, guy you for know, me. Being able to fucking harass and bully people into doing what you want. But the 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 the, 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 the ironic part about it is he's not even a fucking hard ass in real life. If you confront him 
about any of these things, these threats, or if someone go, come, confronts him face to face about it, he backs off like almost immediate. He's a fucking pussy. Like, he makes these threats on television because there's people around him and he has an audience, but the moment someone, like, confronts him about it, like, if the fucking president of, or president of Ukraine actually said something about this in person, like, I guarantee he didn't actually, like, him, he himself didn't directly threaten the president of Ukraine with drawing funds. He had some lackey do it. Well, and I, I bet that if that the president confronted him in person or even over the phone, he would be he would like act like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well now here's the thing though. There actually was um, an in-person meeting between Zelensky and Trump. Oh there was? And it was secret too. There was just the two of them. Trump had him walk off somewhere and they had a meeting like he did with Putin. Only this time there wasn't even a translator there because uh, uh, Zelensky speaks English. So it was just the two of them and we don't know what was said there. We have the transcript of this call because every call the president makes, you know, is going through all these official channels. It's being cataloged. It's being transcribed. All this shit. But, uh, you know, in, the, in this personal meeting, you know, hopefully the president doesn't have some hidden microphone on him somewhere. That would be pretty disturbing. Mm -hmm. um, so we may never know exactly what he said to him in person. Maybe there was a direct threat. Oh, I don't know. It, didn't, it just doesn't seem like him. Yeah, he, he hardly ever, like, directly threatens it. Because he wants people to think that everybody likes him. That's the thing. He wants to be popular. And if he does that in person, I think he's afraid that they're they're not going to... Because, I mean, any, like I said, anytime anyone has ever confronted him about anything, like, the person says something to him directly, and he just backs off, like, immediately. It's, it, you know, it's not unlike when he first met Charlie Kirk. I'm sure uh, most of us have heard that infamous story, if we even know who Charlie Kirk is. If you don't, he's the founder of... Uh, Turning Point USA or Toilet Paper USA is I can't help but call it, you know. Trump, Pence, Turning Point. Why do they love the initials TP so much? It's it's not good. It's bad. It's fucking bad marketing, guys. Uh, not good. Sad marketing. But uh, you know, Charlie Kirk, when they first met, said. Oh, your supporters are getting bullied and beaten up on college campuses. What do you, what should we do, Mr. President? And of course he was like, I'm the best. My supporters are popular. What are you talking about? Everyone loves me. And everyone loves everyone who loves me. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing like, uh, like with uh, what happened with uh, um, Kim Jong-un. Uh, Kim, I guess uh, when he met in person, when they met in person, Kim jong uh uh, confronted him about um, him calling the the nickname he gave him Little, Little Rock Rocket Man. Little Rocket Man, and the motherfucker tried to pass it off like it was a he was a it was a compliment when it, clearly it was a fucking insult. He couldn't even stand like when he was right. No, it was uh, that's a good thing. It's a rocket, like you know, some or some bullshit. I forget what exactly what they, the transcript said. What he said. But I mean, to be fair, if you're gonna make fun of Kim Jong Un. His height should probably be the last thing that you go for. You know what I mean? Like that's just well, you, you have why to, that of all things. Well, little because Rocket Man would have been enough. Because Donald Trump, the height's the only thing Donald Trump has over Kim Jong. They're both ugly. They're both fat. They both have terrible fucking hairdos. They both dress 
really fucking awkward and weird. Trump wears like those gigantic like ties that are like taller that are probably longer than I am and with those giant fucking suits to hide if his, you, hide if his you obesity. Fun, if you made fun of Kim Jong-un for being fat, you know, I could at least see a hypothetical basis because, you know, North Korea has had famines, but yet he's, you know, super overweight. You don't see a lot of fat people in North Korea yeah, besides he, he, him. He, I mean, he, he, he get, he's, he's the head of a country that's like where literally most people are fucking starving to death, and he looks like the goddamn Michelin man. Like, he looks like a fucking cabbage patch doll. Well, well, I don't know if most North Koreans are starving to death right now, but they've had a lot of famines in the past, and it's obvious that he enjoys certain luxuries that I don't think your average oh, yeah, well, I mean, is party to, like Hennessy. Yeah, liquor, well, their, their extravagant diet of, Maybach like, cars. white rice and fucking pork broth or whatever the fuck they have. Like, yeah, they probably get, like, one, maybe two meals a day, like, at most. But, uh, yeah, that's still pretty fucking oh, shitty. Haven't you seen the videos that the North Korean government released that shows everyone smiling about uh, releasing their surpluses? Yeah. Totally believable. Smiling through their teeth, I'm sure. But, uh... I mean, if you have to reallocate surpluses, you know, do it. But, you know, I'm, you know... When everyone in a fucking video is constantly smiling and just, like, super fucking happy, you know, make it a little more believable next time, guys. Yeah, well, that, well, that, that's fun. That's hilarious, because that's, like, some fucking corporate, uh, corporate fucking, um, look, it's like some pro, like, pro-corporate training video is what that reminds me of. Like, or some corporate propaganda they're trying to push out to their employees. Ugh. But, uh. Yeah, it's pretty fucking ridiculous. Yeah, the tankies won't like to hear me criticize North Korea, so... Uh, Something tells me they're... uh, I will add in a little codicil. Yeah, North Korea is probably... uh, You know, it is better than the Joseon dynasty. You know, we can give it credit for that. North Korea is not exactly a, a worker's paradise by any means, but, uh, you know, I would probably personally take Kim Jong-un over any of the ancient emperors from hundreds of years ago or from the early 1900s. So, yeah. there we go. I put in my little and, communist cause. to transition from that, um, speaking of uh, ancient dynasties uh, uh, coming coming into office or trying to get into office. Um, Joe fucking Kennedy, for some fucking reason, feels the need to be running for, uh, what was he running for, Senate or Congress? It's Senate. Yeah, he's, he's challenging. A, a, yeah. I Like, oddly enough, in a, in a weird twist, uh, twisted turn of events, he's running against a liberal older man who is, a more, who is more liberal than he is. Because, you know, that's the trend we want to hop on these days. Yes, attacking wanna, from the right. Yeah, we want to replace a, a like, center-left uh, man with a fucking centrist, like, center-right Irish Catholic Democrat from a fucking family dynasty. Like, Yeah, whose who's biggest fucking asset is his last name. Yeah, like, literally. 
Sir. silver spoon up the ass, fucking milk toast Joe fucking Kennedy, who's never had any struggle to deal with in his entire life, other than his family members keep fucking dying, most of which is, you know, their own fault, usually, like, if you, the exception of, like, Bobby and, you know, actually, obviously, John Kennedy, but, like, goddamn. I'm sure if we dug deep enough into, like, the Kennedy family's history, I'm sure there's a lot of skeletons in that closet. Oh. People like to pretend like they're the golden child of America, but, I mean... Of course, it's, well, for one thing, their family patriarch was a bootlegger, like, him with the mafia and shit, which is why they made their family fortune to begin with. And, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of fucked up shit on that family. Oh yeah, well, sure. well, during that wasn't it during that time the like in the fifties the Democratic Party was still in cahoots with the mafia, right? That's how like they were still working because because it was like leftover I'm sure from it the still labor is to this day yeah. in some areas. Like, yeah, you know. well, I'm sure. Yeah, especially in fucking Massachusetts, like, Jersey or somewhere. Yeah. yeah, the Northeast in general. But yeah, just like why. Why? I mean, it's 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 one of those Beto things where I like I guarantee he's running because like people told him to or something like oh you're a Kennedy it's your time like you're of you, it's oh, some God. weird family ritual like you are of age son yes you need to attack uh, the senator that co-authored the Green New Deal with AOC from the right for being just too radical yeah what there for his you know bland moderate social democrat policies. Yeah, I'm waiting for him to adopt the term radlib to refer to like far oh, left. I've had leftists. that. I've like, come across those, those radlibs over there. I'm like, holy shit! I actually recently was complaining about radlibs somewhere on Facebook. Oh, did someone actually? And think someone you were was actually about like, them? "No, these are conservatives, not liberals." And I just fa- fucking facepalmed. I'm like, "No, classical liberals," you know. Radical, classical liberals. Yeah. Honestly, I can't blame someone too much because if they're not like hip, quote unquote, with new terminology, radlib could easily be like confused uh, with a radical, like I a radical call that new terminology. Yeah, but you know, it's it's becoming a buzz. It's became a buzzword as of recently again. Like, yeah, it's been around. It's but, definitely like, caught on. Yeah. definitely hit the mainstream. And someone really. who, someone who is like maybe just new, like being just now being indoctrinated to being to being a Bernie bro or something, that doesn't quite yeah. isn't quite um, educated in like socialism or communism or you know anything like that could easily confuse radlib as radical leftists as in because I mean they, they think could, liberals are leftists. Yeah, well, and they th- well in in. The the DNC has already referred to fucking AOC and the Justice Democrats as radical, like radical, you know, the radical wing of the party or like the extreme left wing of the parties. So. Yeah, I'm sure if you said radical liberal, your average dumbass off the street would think of AOC and not, you know, fucking well, Rick Perry or something. Yeah, but they would do. So, they would be fucking retarded about it too, and they th- they would think, uh, "Oops, I said the R word." 
but uh, they they would be they would they would be dumb about it too and think uh, that that you were referring to like Beto too because he's coming after because now he's coming after their guns like they 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 they're like their idea their idea and their understanding of like radical like what a radical leftist would be or extreme liberals or, or even just what any leftist yeah, would or, be or the, what so, even is a leftist in America yeah or or socialism in general they like they literally think that fucking Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are pushing for socialism like they have no they have no idea like what what to even think i mean and to be fair a lot of democrats are like that too in this day and age they they don't they like that uh like that video that he and i watched recently of this uh fucking woman on the fence about if she was at an elizabeth warren rally it was uh it was one of the tyt reporters uh, the same woman who uh, asked uh, elizabeth warren why she voted to for uh, trump's uh, increase um, trump's military spending increase bill Increased the budget by like I don't know what like fifty billion or some shit like that. It might have been more. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, she asked Elizabeth Warren why she voted for it, and she gave him a ring around. But it was like a video with her and one of the. She was at an Elizabeth Warren rally, and she interviewed this woman who was at the rally, and like the peep the candidates that she was like she was on the fence about Warren, but she could go for Buttigieg or uh, Klobuchar or uh, um, Cory Booker. That was the other one too, I think. And it's like she doesn't even fucking know like what she is. She could like next year like. Next election, this same woman could be voting for a Republican. She's not like, voting based on the issues so much as she is, like, their personalities and such is yeah, what it is. Yeah, like, she doesn't, she is, when she, when that woman, if she even watches the debates, but when someone like that watches the, if they, when they watch the debates, they're not actually listening to policy. They're listening to, like, gotchas and how, what, what the th- if the things that the candidates are saying make how they how how the things they're saying make her feel inside so that's probably why she likes Buttigieg so much because he goes for that like mushy wishy-washy like we just all need to get along things need to be peaceful also people like to try and play the strategic voter game and pretend that they can like pick the most quote unquote electable candidate. Yes, yes. And, and therefore just sort of like game everyone into supporting them by some sort of just automatic consensus. Yes. And instead what you wind up with is these just disgustingly bland moderates who don't appeal to anybody. That's that's yeah. why you can't rule by that sort of consensus. You can't design things by committee. And every time you try to you wind up with an inferior product. Exactly. With shitty, just a shittier result. So that's why you wind up with all these horrible candidates like Hillary Clinton that don't actually stand a snowball's chance in hell because they, they, they're only a mild put off to everyone instead of actually firing up, you know, a good bit of someone. Yeah. For something. Yeah, they have, like, they have no substance and they think, well, because they're covering, they're so... They're so appealing, quote unquote, and bland and just spread across. The thing is, they're spread too thin. They don't excite anyone, and therefore, no one wants to vote for them. You, you get like, 
I mean, even Bill fucking Maher has been extremely guilty of that here recently, like saying that fucking Oprah needs to run or that Klobuchar has the biggest chance. Like, no, they fucking don't. They end up simultaneously like overthinking and not thinking enough about candidates. Yeah, the weird thing about uh, about it is that he goes for Klobuchar of everyone. The the woman who yeah, makes me infamously abused her staffers. Like, yeah, she she infamously abused her staffers with you know credible allegations of shit. Um, you know, like throwing binders and just getting violent and shit. You know, she is way way far down in the polls. Uh, literally, I don't even know if she's polling number one in Minnesota, let alone anywhere else in no, the world. She's certainly not getting the most. Uh, donations bernie is getting the most donations out of minnesota i think actually but yeah i wouldn't be a bit surprised in fact i saw a map recently that showed like the top donations yeah they had to make a separate map for the other candidates because bernie's donations completely over like the only ones the only places that were that like were that still had a the only places that showed like because it was based on color. The only places that showed out were like some parts of Indiana because that's where fucking boot. Not even all of Indiana, just like northern Indiana where fucking Buttigieg is from. A little spot, a yeah, little, little corridor right and around then, like, south some end parts of, Yeah, and then some parts of Texas, you know, obviously where Beto's from. But, uh, but nothing for Joaquin Castro down there, though, sadly. Yep, nothing at all. Even though I would ch- I, I would easily choose him over fucking Beto any fucking day. At least Castro has a little bit of fucking passion and probably, like, cares somewhat about, really cares somewhat about certain issues. Or Beto's just trying to be, like, some fucking 8chan, 4chan edgelord. Well, I can cuss on camera, brah. At least Joaquin Castro had the balls to... Call out Joe Biden for being a fucking Alzheimer's-ridden old fuck. Yeah, speaking of, um, yeah, I've noticed that uh, people are using uh, the term um, more electable in referring to Elizabeth Warren over Joe Bar- Joe Biden these days, too. They're switching And over it. Bernie Sanders, for that matter. Well, of course, sadly. that's always been the case, though. It's just that what's different is now that the more electable person is turning into a Warren. So the media is like really turning, like turning against him completely now. Like it started to happen, but here lately I've, it's been happening a fucking lot. I think it's dawning on them that she's not as dangerous as they feared she might be. Yeah, she's, well, she's very milk toast reformist. She's yet to actually be, have a solid um, opinion or plan on Medicare for all. She's, she's, she, she parrots the well. The biggest thing is uh, getting health care for all. Help everyone get health care, but has never actually solidly said she was going to be for Bernie's plan. And also, she is he, she is yet to deny or say that she was going to um, completely um, completely refuse any corporate PAC money. She she said that she. Was was doing it now, but would maybe later on still be open to it. And also, her campaign right now is running on corporate PAC money that she wired from a previous campaign when she was in Senate. If I had to come up with a campaign slogan for Liz Warren, it would be simply "Reform, not Revolution." Yeah, which is what she's doing. I mean, she's appealing to. That's why her biggest base is like college-educated uh, liberals because they're uh, 
they're the ones that are least threatened by her because they think uh, like a socialist revolution would you know throw them in disarray because they've been raised in privilege their entire lives and yes. they don't want to. We're petite bourgeoisie, although they would never yeah, if, use that if term. The, they they're the ones they feel like they we're middle their class. Status, we earned this. Yeah, they feel like their status. George would be, Carlin was onto something when he said that the poor are kept around to scare the shit out of the middle class. Exactly. And that's why we hear uh, comments like that one. Yeah. To, uh, they'll just all shoot themselves. Maybe we'll talk more about that uh, after the break. Yep. And on that note, see you guys. And we are back from our break after a much needed repast. Now, um, as we were talking about before, um, poor people mostly kept around uh, just as a sort of warning to the middle class about what the capitalist meat grinder will do to you if you don't submit and obey. This could be you. Uh, recently, I was on Facebook, and I uh, mentioned that I thought that all the poor, the homeless, the proletariat should be armed. Every working-class household in America... Uh, should have an AR-15, an AK-47, and an M-16 all at the same time. As far as I'm concerned, we can keep we can keep back the ammo for the M-16s until an actual war breaks out, you know, like Switzerland does. But for the other ones, everyone should have at least one magazine full, just in case. In my humble opinion, it's a bit redundant, though. He's saying an AR-15 and an M16. One for mom, one for dad, and one for the oldest kid. Just, just saying, because AR-15s essentially the same thing as an M16. Essentially, uh, except one is fully automatic. Yeah, true. But uh, you can't, you can't really. uh, Well. Yeah, you can buy them, but whatever. Anyway, that's we're splitting hairs here. What matters is we agree that guns are good for yeah. enforcing arm, arm class the, rights. Arm the poor, as the uh, as the phrase goes. However, unfortunately, we run into classist, elitist scumbags like this fellow that I ran into on Facebook after uh, posting that comment. And uh, he had the uh, commonly heard liberal retort, neoliberal retort, of if we let all these poor people have guns, they're just going to go around shooting each other's faces off and, you know, committing robberies and crimes. We can't trust these people with heavy artillery. They don't know what's good for them. They know what's good for them. (laughs) And, uh... You know, that really sort of sums up the liberal attitude in this country. And by liberal, I am using the American definition of liberal. Now, using the term generously. Yes, using it uh, to refer to neoliberals, to the Democrats, to your typical people that say that you can't be trusted, we can, though. But who always say that, uh, defending the interests of the upper class. Always say that sort of thing defending capitalism. Never say it defending your class interests as a normal fucking person who actually, you know, makes stuff or does something useful for somebody. 
Yeah. What? 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 What was it? He was. He was getting at. He said some. He used your. He used um. Some. He used the the. He used the phrase or the the terminology armed proletariat, and uh, and quotations. Scare quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Scare quotes. And the, with like the, basically with the. It's it, with the implication that he didn't really know what the fuck proletariat was. And uh, if you don't have an armed proletariat, how can you ensure a fair dialectical relationship between superstructure and base? You can't. And that's why you wind up with this capitalist pyramid system where a few chosen ones, a few high class owners, control everything. Like, you know, Disney and a couple other corporations own your soul outright, you know, lock, stock, and barrel. And the rest of us have absolutely nothing and answer only to them. Even though we're the ones that really make everything work and they're just loose idea people floating around just, you know, coming up with stuff for us to do. Ostensibly for them, but really we're doing it for us anyway. But, uh, but I digress. I digress. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember now, I remember now why... What, what what I responded to in that because he said um, he said it's weird how the corporate elite don't seem to mind an armed proletariat. In fact, they encourage it, oh, which yeah. is which is the exact fucking opposite. And I, the point I brought up is like uh, is uh, the uh, NRA, uh, which is essentially the corporate elite when it comes to uh, you know the arming citizens or being pro gun in general. You know, they, they lobby for anti-gun regulation. Except when, of course, like I'm about to bring up, when black people start openly carrying assault rifles in the streets, then they're all for banning and regulating. Yeah, uh, that's when Ronald Reagan comes around and signs a gun ban in California. You know, is when he sees Black Panthers carrying semi-automatic rifles. Or even, were they automatic? Uh, no, I don't think they were automatic. Probably not. I don't I don't know how the laws were enough. I know automatic rifles are really fucking expensive now, but they might have been easier to get a hold of then. So I, I know they were carrying, open carrying rifles in the streets in response to, like, police brutality and defense of themselves. And, you know, and also legally they were allowed to until, of course, they weren't. But you see, upper middle class... Whole food shopping cul-de-sac dwellers that think they're better than the rest of us see the word proletariat and think of like that scary Trump man that drives the repair van. You know, this is this is came where... to fix my sink. They don't ever think about like you know poor black people or you know like they don't ever think about like you know, lower-class Hispanic people in, like, downtown L.A. as being members of the proletariat, you know, which is ridiculous. Yeah, but only they're, uh, only they're uh, woke enough and uh, or maybe educated enough maybe to, that's uh, what to, really... know, to know enough about politics to really be, to really, like, know what's going on, to be trusted with, you know, with the privileges of that sort of thing. Or maybe we, they, we maybe need they to go do back know to, that. We, yeah, we need to go back to where only rich white landowners can vote and the rest, which I'm sure they would find, unironically, I'm sure some, like a lot of these fucking neolibs would support in a, in a different way. Like they would support like having to take some test 
to vote or something or have some sort of like or to own a weapon to exercise certain rights yeah some way to limit the availability to voting to people who or college educated or something that fact. But that's funny because it, it's where it's where uh, like college educated liberals and uh, Trumplins uh, seem to cross at this point is they're okay like they're, they're okay with people owning guns until it's poor people owning guns. Like they're they're so fucking scared of that idea. Like they, they, the different the only difference is Trump Trump people tend to be like very pro themselves owning guns whereas these college educated uh liberals and seem to be in the the, i have the idea that you shouldn't even need to own a gun and shouldn't be able to trust the cops with guns because they're very alienated from reality yeah because they've grown up in communities that they have never had to own a gun or like felt in danger at all in any situation like they, they and they up, grew up with privilege where they could actually trust the cops to do something yeah, yeah, resembling their jobs. Where the cops were actually protecting them, gated communities or communities that were highly patrolled. Ironically enough, that don't need like the ones that need to be patrolled the the least in general. But but yes, their their real tendencies show through because they'll say they're anti-gun in general, and they're they are even legitimately scared of guns. Like there are people out there. Who, if you pull out a gun on them, well, okay, if you pull out a gun on someone in general, I said that a little wrong, um, they they probably should be scared. (laughs) But if you show them that you're carrying a weapon, that will freak out a lot of people who grew up in these, you know, gated communities and shit. Not not quite rich people. It's funny because... But their, their solution for everything is raise the price. Put a price tag. Let's make yeah. let's make bullets more expensive. Looking let's, at you, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, let's let's put taxes on there. Yeah, that's specifically a plan she has too. By the way, like that that exact that is an exact uh, um, uh, so that's an exact solution she's put out is making the ammunition more expensive, which had which actually got a lot of attention because uh, Chris uh, uh, Chris Rock did a stand-up bit on that, like, way, way back in the day, like, about how... They way just back need, in 96. Yeah, how they just need to make uh, ammunition so expensive that no one can afford it, or they think twice about shoot, which it was a stand-up bit, so, you know, take it, you know, with a grain of salt. Yeah, but, but, you know, that wouldn't have stopped the Las Vegas shooter. Yeah. He was a millionaire. Yeah. The, but, yeah, that's the... Oh, that's... It's just, it's fucking, it's so hilarious. Like, it's funny, now I remember what I was going to say before. No, so it's it's funny because those those people were mentioning, you were mentioning before, they get scared at the very sight of a gun, like a gun being in their presence. They, they also have like this, have, it's like the same reaction that usually they have or those types of people to have to like drugs or something. Like if you, if you tell them you've done like, weed or or i guess since weed is becoming more socially acceptable like if you tell them you've done like lsd or something they actually get shocked yeah they immediately think you're a fucking druggie or you know or, or, they, some or shit. that you're like some sort of like gang member or something yeah you you can't do those types of drugs without being like ex- addicted like a bit de- like a yeah just completely very puritanical addicted. beliefs yeah. very uptight puritanical uh you know beliefs uh the sort of things of someone who has never had anything significantly wrong happen in their life. 
Yeah, just so fucking sheltered. So like, <laughs> the, their their ability, their their understanding of reality is just warped completely by the fact that they really haven't been exposed to it. They've they were raised in like this milk toast like area where they haven't had to face any problems, but have yet had the education to uh, have been educated on the rest of the world problems, but never experienced it themselves. Just looking at it from looking at it from the outside. Yeah, it reminds me of that Louis C.K. bit about uh, I think it was him. Yeah, about uh, someone uh, visiting him in New York City. And they went outside, the, like, or she was at LaGuardia, landed in LaGuardia, and they stepped outside. And the very first homeless person they see, she, like, literally, like, oh, my God, why is anyone helping this man? And she, like, kneels down next to him, like, sir, sir, do you need our help? And um, he has to, like, you know, explain, uh, yeah, we don't really do that here. We just sort of step over them. You know, you, you'll get used to it. You know, that sort of <laughs> Yeah, that's that that it's that's yeah, that's funny. Like they and and they think like it, that whole that whole um, upbringing that they have, like how they're how they're raised, it only like it only furthers to boost their ego to like convince them that they know what's best because they've been told about the problems of the world and they've been told like they, so they they have time to sit around and think about it. And they, they, they think they know the solutions, you know, which is, of course, mediocre incremental change that doesn't actually do anything. Reform and no, over nothing, revolution. Nothing, War in 2020. Yeah, nothing that would threaten their status in society. That would, And not even really threaten, just something that would make them feel uncomfortable in general, which, which and now we're coming back to the whole thing, which is something that they, 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 they basically, like, is the sum of their entire, you know, po- the, the title of their entire fucking life, if a book were ever written on is, I don't want to feel uncomfortable. That's, that, that is essentially, like, that sums up their entire existence. I want all, like, guns, drugs, you know, poor people and class structure. That's, and, that's really an interesting, a good way of putting it. It's all about their comfort. Even when it comes to things like supporting the incremental changes they do, or, like, I support having Social Security... You know, it's like, uh, it's a way for them to feel better. It's a way for them to, like, get over any guilt they might have, like, any class-based guilt they might have um, because they support these nominal things to help people and sort of ease that bleeding heart liberal guilt that they have. White guilt, that yeah, sort of thing. Because they, they do still still uh, feel guilty for the situations that people are in because, that they cause yeah that they cause because i think deep, i think deep down they they know that they caused it or they're they're inherently like inadvertently responsible they're just woke but, enough to feel some responsibility but their number one uh, principle is still their own comfort yeah, they want these but the thing is instead of uh, instead of proposing or uh, being proposing like permanent change they want to do like these micro instant gratification changes because it makes like them shopping, feel better shopping at whole foods or recycling or going, i sorted or, plastic or, from glass yeah or fucking going vegan or, or something that like does i'm doing my part to reduce my carbon footprint yeah that does basic virtually nothing to actually help yes anybody. and they think they're achieving something just because but, they create a personal guys, inconvenience for themselves but in reality 
that inconvenience is just their own little masochistic way of, you know, enjoying themselves or yet again, increasing their enjoyment, their pleasure, their comfort. Yeah, which actually comes back to an argument. It's I like had. a religious ritual. Yeah. And it kind of, and actually, it reminds me because I had I had another argument with somebody on Facebook on the PBS fucking Facebook page about this exact same thing. He was wanting he I said something that I I stated the fact that seventy percent of greenhouse gases are emitted by just one hundred companies because PBS was running some white guilt shame article trying to like make individuals feel guilty about their carbon footprint and how they should do more and uh and i responded with that statistic and some fucking white milk milk toast neoliberal came in and said, boy yeah and said well oh, please uh please uh, fail to take any accountability what's or something something to that effect like there is no ethical consumption under capitalism period yeah, none whatsoever. You can even even trying your hardest, you have no choice unless you go completely off the grid and homeless. There is no way for you to fucking exist in this in this capitalist society without contributing, inadvertently contributing to the deaths of millions and destroying the destroying the earth. And you shop on Amazon. You have Amazon Prime. You have Netflix. You go to Walmart. Crow like anything. Like you're you're contributing to the destruction of the planet and and likely the deaths of millions of people. Like, and they're yet again just interested in doing these little onerous, you know, mildly inconvenient personal religious rites. You know, using metal straws, that sort of bullshit. You know, reusable tote bags. You know, plastic bands, so on and so forth. Yeah. Because they say it's all about. Doing your part and your individual responsibility, belying the origin of the word liberal, even within American parlance, because that that's the liberalism showing through, putting it all on the individual, but refusing uh, to show that there's any collective responsibility, that society as a whole should be doing anything. Yeah. To pretend that somehow each individual person doing their little bit is going to offset systematic problems. Yeah, industry, which is which is contributing to majority of that's the thing. It, it gives vast a, majority. Yeah, it gives you a glimpse into 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 their into their 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 knowledge and psyche, and that they know that they are implicit in it, but they don't actually want to do anything serious because that would make them uncomfortable. They want to that, pretend that buying carbon tax credits from Al Gore and you know, uh, not Prius. burning their trash and yeah. driving a Prius is enough to offset all the fucking cheap Chinese goods that they bought. Well, actually, I shouldn't even... I can't throw China under the bus here because even though they're the number one polluter technically, per capita, they're like two and a half times less than the U.S. So they're doing way more yeah, than they, we are. They just so happen to have over twice our population. That's That's it. Like, yeah, it, it's actually unfair for us to cast aspersions which on was, China. Which was another trend polluter. in the article, that article that PBS posted, <laughs> go figure, they were trying to put the blame, a lot of the blame on China yes. for, the, for the pollution. But you notice they never put the blame on India. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Mm -hmm. Some good old caste system right there, our yeah. tech buddies. But uh, no, the, the biggest, the, the, the most ironic thing of it all is even collectively, if every private individual on this planet 
had it made zero fucking emissions, it still would not be enough to completely eliminate their emission footprint, their their carbon footprint on the Earth. It still would not be enough to stop our current system, our current track into climate change. Not even close. If we have to, can we have to cut? We have to fucking control industry. We and have meanwhile, to, yeah, to flip that, I just want to say, if if we were able to cut industry out of the equation entirely, I mean, that's not realistic, of course, but not, if we somehow yeah. waved a magic wand and tomorrow all industry was emissions neutral, zero net emissions, then all the shit that we do wastefully as individual human beings would just be meaningless. Like, you would be totally... <laughs> I wouldn't promote this, but you would technically be free to like burn your trash and do all this other shit, and, you know, run your AC excessively yeah, and but, so on and so forth. Because, because that's how little you af- you affect the environment on your own. Yes, you personally have so little impact on that that it's just kind of ridiculous to even you know talk about that as a long term solution. Just you know. Everyone, do your part and recycle. No, no that's no, not going to save the yeah, day. Yeah, no, that's not an excuse to fucking purposely destroy the environment, which, which to be fair, a lot of conservatives use that argument to justify, you know, burning purposely, not just burning trash, because a lot of people burn their trash because it's like sort of a necessity because they don't get trash services and they can't afford, you know, trash services, which... Oh, I'm all for burning your individual trash. My, I, I only mention that because it's something that a neoliberal would bring up. I can't believe they do that out here. These animals. Yeah. Well, it's it's a class. These redneck it, it, animals. It, it goes back to the class argument too. A lot of these, a lot of these dumb environmental fucking restrictions or sugar taxes hurt poor people. And these fucking, more virtue signaling. Yeah. And these and these and Democrats don't fucking get that. Yeah, do they, I, they don't realize that if they stopped doing that, they could win over so many, so many more working class people onto their side. These like borderline, basically like liberal libertarian esque types that only that only oppose Democrats because of like people like Hillary Clinton and Cory Booker or Klobuchar or something like that. Because they're the type of people that make it illegal to use uh, fucking rain barrels to collect your own water or like put emission standards on your cars and force you to like basically not basically stop you from being able to driving being able to drive because your car doesn't meet their fucking emission standard even though your car has the individual personal transportation vehicle has very little impact compared to industry pollution even those motherfuckers that we all rightfully hate that roll coal yeah. really aren't making that huge of an impact themselves. You know what I mean? Even collectively, if you added up all the coal rollers in, in history, probably, it would be like point zero 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 one percent of all pollution. That's probably still hundreds of times higher than it should be. You know, you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's a fucking drop in the fucking bucket. And 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 it, it uh, and the fucking sugar tax, too, sugar taxes too, which don't even affect. Oh, social the engineering at its, it's best. So Passive social engineering. Disgusting. Capitalist instead social engineering. Of, instead of punishing the companies that put a, a ridiculous amount of sugar, more we get we not even just in general. We the United States has has more sugar in its food. You go to 
you go to Europe or other countries, other you know first world countries, and the amount of sugar they have in their candy and and cereal and soft drinks is less than what we have here in the United States. Oh, but we can't regulate that or punish the companies. They employ people. They make yeah, money. No, instead, let's, let's... We need to teach these selfish, poor assholes yeah. to spend their money better. Instead, yeah, let's tax them. They need to be punish. more responsible for and themselves. It, and it's punishment. That's what it is. They, 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 want, they want to treat poor people like kids that don't know any better. Oh, we need to incentivize them to behave what we consider to be proper, yeah. Activ- like good Puritans. Activate the shock collar every time they eat a piece of candy because they can't, they just can't be trusted to control their own impulses. Never mind that we're responsible for the situation that set them up in a place where they have such a lack of impulse control. Well, you know because the only thing that brings them happiness in life is smoking a cigarette and eating candy because they can't afford to go on vacation even once a year. They can't afford to fucking just like take time off work because either their work doesn't provide them with vacation or they literally cannot afford it because 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 they couldn't afford not working for that period of time they couldn't afford not just not working but also not getting overtime because overtime has become the thing to overtime and credit but overtime has become the thing to compensate for you not getting paid fairly. It's what companies are doing these days to do, like, they incentivize. Like, oh, well, we'll give you the opportunity to work more overtime for us. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you the privilege of letting us wring more underpaid, exploited labor out of your enslaved yeah. ass. Because, for, because, well, not just, it's so, God, it's so just corrupt, so deeply corrupted because, one, we're a... Like they're cutting. Not only are companies cutting hours, also, but also uh, they're cutting hours, and so they're able to use overtime as an incentive. Incentive, but also they're uh, they're not paying you fair enough, so they can hold that above you. Like, oh well, you need to work overtime, but we're also getting you the privilege to work overtime. Don't forget, we've got you by the balls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can't quit your job here because you don't have health insurance. Oh, it'd be a shame if you went on a strike against us or quit your job and couldn't uh, couldn't afford a dentist appointment or that or uh, what or if your fucking child's chronic disease or your wife's fucking hospital visits. Oh, you're stuck now. Fuck you. It's like Mr. Burns and Homer Simpson. Don't forget, you're here forever. And then he takes pictures of Maggie and puts them up on the wall and changes it to do it for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's just something. Both of which are equally depressing. Like, that's supposed to be a hopeful, optimistic message. But both of those are kind of soul-crushing, don't you think? Yeah. It's it's just, it's insane. And it's it's something that people, people from privileged positions will never understand. Because it, when it comes down to it, they, they make so much money... That even if they quit their job, they've had they have so much saved up that they wouldn't even need to file for unemployment. Like I was talking with someone recently at my work, and it was this lady who had who had recently quit the job that she was at, which is the place I work at, and she was oh complete. She didn't even file for unemployment because she made enough money to where she didn't have to. It was it w- would have been too much of a hassle and not worth her time to file for unemployment after she was fired 
Like, she basically got fired. It was an unexpected, like, termination, basically. And she still didn't file for unemployment. And she had it because she had a uh, husband, and also because she was so comfortable. Well, and also, we are very much trained in this country to not want to make a bother of ourselves and actually claim our own entitlements. Yeah, you know? there, I mean, that's, that's another crazy thing, too. There are people that... There are people that think unemployment is paid for by the government still, and they feel guilty doing it. When it's like, no, and it's your fucking employer, and you pay into fucking unemployment. Well, even if it is, even if they know it's their employer, yeah, they, they still feel guilty because, yeah. oh, well, gosh, well, I, I wouldn't wanna, want that to happen to me. Yeah, I don't want to be a leech. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, oh, no, God. you know what? You're not the leech, friend. You're the fucking host organism. They're the leech. You're the fucking blood. Yeah, they're You're the, the blood ones, sack. They're the ones not paying you enough. They owe you that. And on the word blood sack, I believe that we are going to have to uh, call this a day, call it an episode. But you know what? I am feeling uh, pretty good about it. <laughs>